Thanks to everyone who supported us over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Check it out if you want additional content like pre-show, after-show stuff and like that. Live from Swordplay Studios, it's time for Boards and Swords! Yippee! As I look over from the chat, it's just Philip writing message a bunch. Most how can I be? All right. Hey there, everybody. Philip, you don't have to let it play out like all the way out. You know you could like after a while start. There you go. You gotta give a guy a chance to click me. <laughs> hey there, everybody, and welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast, in case you didn't know. You know, you happen to download it. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about board games and board game adjacent things. We're all about bad jokes, good folks, and some games every now and then. Uh, with me tonight is, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Philip Herbig. Shh, people are looking for me. Why? Why? I I don't. You said in crime. What crime did we commit? I don't know if I agreed to this crime. <laughs> I, think, I, I always thought it was like a daring jewel heist. Oh, we were. Ooh, it was a time yes. heist. That's right. And then that other sound you hear that is. Mr. Eric Yurko from What's Eric Playing? Good evening, friends. So I was thinking about the the thing you said earlier about the, like, this is a podcast you didn't know, maybe harken back to, like, the glory days of LimeWire, oh, where no. you could ostensibly have downloaded, you know, the entire Meteora album by Linkin Park, but instead <laughs> gotten this podcast. <laughs> like, I feel like if podcasts have been, like, super big in the LimeWire days, that would have been how you do it. You, like, upload your podcast to LimeWire, you call it Hybrid Theory Linkin Park, yep, and, like, you change a bunch that. of yes. tweets downloaded by the <laughs> if i ever go back in time that's what i'm doing you would have to you would have to chop the podcast up into bits because i always compared file sizes oh yeah i was like all right if this well, plus song when i'm it, downloading what, <laughs> well, i'm talking about full than... album downloads so like you know oh, yeah. you're me you're 12 you're mad at your dad you're yeah. downloading meteora and you're like this will make me feel better <laughs> you don't check you just see a 42 45 minute like mp3 and you're like that's right or a .exe file that you think is an mp3 for some reason you run it and suddenly your computer dies yeah yes ah, the good old days that reminds me of uh when i was a freshman in college they were all like uh music piracy is a bad thing we need to find a way to combat this and it was uh how do we do that well let's just give them all like a year free of a streaming music service and maybe they won't pirate stuff go figure and so it was like um, the options were like Rhapsody, uh, the redone Napster after they had like the, the ah, all yes. the lawsuit. And then mm-hmm. there was another one that that's the one I ended up doing because it also had like movies and stuff available. Like this is 2004, you know, like this is before Netflix streaming and all that. Yeah, I was wondering because I was like, I was like, music streaming. Like, I remember Pandora and being like, internet radio. Yeah. Or it may not have been streaming. It may have been like you downloaded it, but it had to be in their software. Like, right. that was the only place you could play it. Oh, yeah. I just remember thinking in like 2006, one day Pandora will let me play any song that I want. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, what a daring dream. And then it was like, oh, Pandora's so cool because like I find all these things for like, uh, 
different uh different new thing like oh i like that and i like that and then like a month later yeah. like i thought i was supposed to be finding new stuff i'm just hearing like the same 20 songs you just eventually hit the point where you're like pandora has shown me radiohead <laughs> and we started off at like you know a christmas radio station and somehow we have ended up once again inevitably at radiohead <laughs> Hey, it was better than uh, what I was using before Pandora, which was the uh, the Yahoo Yahoo Radio and its little I mean, real media player. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which was be- just I as use? bad as which was just as bad as like radio because like every like in between songs it'd be like you're listening to Yahoo Radio, subscribe or you know pay us money and you get unlimited skips. Yeah, none of these commercials anymore. Yeah. Oh man. First, first computerized music player I used was a uh, music match. <laughs> oh, I haven't even heard of this one. I, I think uh, it, it came pre bundled with uh, my Windows Millennium Edition computer. <laughs> Windows me. Oh, did yeah. I, I got lucky and I got to avoid that one. I heard that one was fine. And, and by it was, avoid it, I mean that I was still using my 486 with Windows 3.1 when that came out. <laughs> I was I think I was I was running uh I was running ninety eight for a while, then I was running two thousand, then I switched over to XP, and the whole time Roller Coaster Tycoon played flawlessly nice. and I've always respected it for that. Uh ninety five ninety five my favorite game was the hover game that came on the Windows ninety five disc. Mm-hmm. Which Mine was, was Rodents Revenge. Rodents Revenge was always fun. Rodents mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was on my three one machine. So yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Dude. It came up in a review I was writing the other day. I can't remember what the context was, <laughs> but I definitely I, I like I had to go out and link to a game of to like an online playable game of Rodents Revenge because I was like it, it was something how you could like wall people in and I was like, yeah, just like Rodents Revenge. And I was like, I need to provide context because that game came out like <laughs> almost 30 years ago. Wait a oh, it's like a that was a great segue kind of like back into board games there. Yeah, you know, I thought we were gonna talk about Limewire the whole night. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think I may know what I title this episode now. <laughs> totally Harsh. not, t- totally not Meteora. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Hybrid Theory Dash Lincoln Park MP3. <laughs> uh, I do. I, I like to say that. Uh, uh, well, first of all, um, you want to talk about what Eric's playing is. So just to give people some yeah, context, I always forget about that. I forget that I do things. Uh, yeah. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Yurko. Uh, I'm here from What's Eric Playing, a uh, online board game review website, as most websites tend to be online. Thanks for that one. <laughs> um, I focus on reviews and photography, so mostly written content. Uh, I do have some other stuff that I do less frequently. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and I've been starting up a new series on YouTube called Late Night Table Talk, where I just sort of, excuse me, get on a call for about eh, an hour or two and just sort of waste the time of whoever agrees to, uh, whoever agrees to hang out with me it's a good time but it's very like talk showy sort of style so we have fun but yeah board games board game photography board game reviews that whole spectrum yeah this is where i hate the way that the the twitter algorithm worked because it was like i remember you talking about it originally and then it wasn't until like a week ago that i saw i saw like and you had done a whole bunch of videos since then and i saw i was like oh yeah that's actually out now? <laughs> to be fair, I did do five of the videos. To be fair. <laughs> so I didn't want to I didn't want to launch with no content. Right. No, that's smart. That's what that's what they used to say back in the day. Like you didn't put your show on the iTunes uh, thing until you had like three episodes or whatever. I never followed any of that. No, I never followed any expert guidelines. Take that rules. Experts. <laughs> I do have to say, though, that uh, 
Uh, I love instead of the traditional calyx, like what I've got here behind me, we've opted for the, the board game stack on a table in your background. Yeah, it's my little anxiety stack. It's all the games that I like have in my imminent scope of reviewing that I haven't quite gotten to yet. Oh yeah, mine's over there. As I finish them, they get moved out of my room downstairs. Yeah, yeah. As I finish them and then I review them, they go over onto the main stack. But yeah, so right now they're just kind of looming. Just as you you had a, a, a out of context thing when I said the the podcast, uh, you when you talked about the website online piece took me back to my days of whenever uh, we thought it was cool to hand code HTML pages. Yeah. And, uh, you know, be, like this is when computers started to be like a regular thing in a classroom, like at least one, every teacher had at least one computer mm-hmm. and, you know, they're like super locked down. So you can't do anything with them. So when class was when like you were done with all your work and stuff, you'd, you'd be like, oh, I, I'm learning. I'm learning things. Can I use your computer? And like, you'd pull up Notepad and save it as like an index.html, and then launch it in in the like Netscape that they had on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Netscape. So, yeah, that that was your offline website. Oh yeah, uh, good times with the uh, the 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 marquee tag, and you see stuff scrolling around. I was going the Blink tag. But Blink was also a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this giant HTML4 book. I think I might still have it somewhere. Like this thing, I got it at like a Sam's Club. It was like $10, $15. And I've, I've ha- I had that thing forever. If I don't have it anymore, I've only in the recent couple years had it. So that thing's like at least 20 years old. But it was like no lie seriously thick like i guess for audio listeners that's probably what like three inches thick just this big huge manual mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like my, my trick was when i was doing web programming uh for school what i had was i had a public facing dropbox with a few mp3s of like very irritating songs so like earwormy stuff like never gonna give you up friday by rebecca black and so on the website that my TAs had to evaluate of mine for class, I had written a little thing that would um, autoplay the music on loop with no controls. <laughs> and so it would refer randomly to one of those file names via the public facing Dropbox that I had. And so it could pull, it would essentially stream music from my Dropbox to their website, um, mostly to annoy them. Wow. This is, uh, this is when I realized that I was like a generation too soon going through college. Um, like in no way would I ever want to go back and do it over again or anything like that. But like just seeing, you know, I, like I went to school, I came out of school around when like the iPhone, you know, like 2008 is when I graduated. So the yeah. iPhone launched around the time that I graduated, you know, or a year beforehand, whatever. You know, like Dropbox wasn't really a thing. You know, we were all taking thumb drives everywhere and your mm-hmm. shared space on your, on your, on like your, the network profile or whatever. Yeah. Like I, when drives. I went, to, when I went to school, we had a, a pilot program to see what it would be like for students to have laptops in classes. Like the, the, the you bought a desktop whenever you went to the, to college. Like most people right. had desktops except for like maybe one person in your, on your floor had a laptop and you're like, dang, I should have done that. But uh, good times. <laughs> Now my work is like, hey, you're ready for a tech refresh uh, next some point time next year. Do you want a desktop or a laptop? I'm like, are you kidding me? Who sends that out in this day and age? Yeah, I was eligible for a refresh for my work laptop, but they're uh, they're not doing refreshes this year because they're focusing everyone's energy on um, what's it looking for repairs. Yeah, because it's, 
it is, to be fair, more important to make sure that broken stuff gets repaired than it is for me to be like, ah, a new laptop. I was talking about, because like one of the few things I've actually had to physically go into my uh, into my office for is just because sometimes the computer don't work unless you take it in and hook it into their network. But I'd, I'd be on the phone with IT, and he's like, yeah, it's always like the reverse of what you want. Like the people that want to be back in the office, their computers will work perfectly fine. It's the people that don't mind being at home. They're the ones always having the issues. Yeah, I wouldn't have caught mine unless I actually redid my desk setup recently to like move some monitor heights around. So like I can now slide in my laptop, slide out my laptop, take it and go. And that's been very helpful. Helps a little bit with the reviewing stuff as well. Just be able to be a little bit more mobile inside of the house as opposed mm-hmm. to like locked in this room. Oh, yeah. And for those wondering, we don't have news bits this week because I, I didn't see anything really worth worthwhile in the board game sense. I could have thrown Kickstarters and it could have been all Kickstarters, but even that was just like, eh, we're just kind of like overloaded with, with new ki- every day. There's a new Kickstarter and stuff. Although that new, uh, what's it called? ISS Vanguard. I keep seeing some buzz about that and it looks, it looks like it could be good, but ISS Vanguard. I know very little about it. Uh, it's an awakened realms game. Oh. Um, but it's the only downside is I just, I had seen like, uh, what was it? Sarah's video, the, the, the board games in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen her video on it and somebody else's, but I, and I was like, Oh, I've not, is this thing live or whatever? But it turns out, I don't think they're using Kickstarter. They're using like that game found website. Hmm. I, I oh, know. Hey, I'm on yeah. that website right now. I, I tend to hop off Kickstarter stuff in like December generally, just because usually for the holidays, it's very difficult for me to get Kickstarter previews done. Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh, for two weeks, I'm going to be like seeing my family who doesn't particularly like board games. So, yeah, not going to get any plays there. Yeah, yeah. It's a little annoying to be in my like parents' house and be like, oh, sorry, I'd love to hang out and do holiday stuff, but I got to get this preview done. <laughs> that I'm not getting paid for. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so it's like a job that you do for free. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, because it's worse than that. <laughs> I like playing board games, but yeah, I usually try to I try to avoid doing Kickstarter previews in the like December block. I just avoid doing Kickstarter previews at all. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a real stickler for components. I'm like, just let me let me get it. If you're gonna want a decent review for me, I'm gonna want the final thing because I'm not a a, a print and print and play person. Yeah, I see it as kind of a community service thing almost like. A lot, of, a lot of places are getting themselves started on Kickstarter, and so you're like, all right, every few months I'll like check one out and see if it's any, see if it's fun. And there are a few places that only do their stuff via Kickstarter, so like Weird Drafts and Galactic Raptor, right? So they do, they're mostly Kickstarter shops, so I try to check out their stuff when it's still pretty early. Oh, I'll back, yeah, I'll back stuff, but yeah, I try and stay away from the the previews. What have you been playing? Huh? I, I, I was like, I don't think I've backed anything in a while. Last thing I backed was maybe Railroad Inc. Mm. That may have been. I, I back uh, last thing I backed that uh, off the top of my head was uh, Cartographer's Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. <laughs> that is one I did. Pr- I did play uh, a prototype of, but it was basically done because like it, mm-hmm. it's just they sent me the one that was just the paper and. Oh yeah, yeah. I played a prototype of the original Cartographers. Yeah, oh, it was funny because I took like um, I brought it to them and I was like, "Here, do you want this back?" And they're like, "No," because <laughs> I wanted I wanted the full retail copy because that I'm a stickler for components that way. Right. <laughs> so it's like, "Here, you want this back?" And then, no. I think I still have a prototype copy of Cartographers from the original Kickstarter. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, it's over there. <laughs> That's why Philip was, we were playing the actual uh, cartographers. He's like, am I seeing double? There's another cartographer's box over there. <laughs> See, we were talking Kickstarters. I, uh, I very quickly, I remembered uh, the Kickstarter I just recently backed sent me the pledge manager information on that web, on that website, GameFound that Eric mentioned. Ah. I was like, oh yeah, I should very quickly uh, finalize my pledge. Oh, Chris mentioned it. I know nothing about GameFound. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's just another one of those, we want to do Kickstarter kickstarter without kickstarter forgetting the fact that the reason kickstarter does well is because people are on kickstarter oh that used to be me i would just be like chilling out and just like browsing kickstarter's new page like any new games coming out which like worked pretty well for a long time i mean i blew money, but now i'm uh trying to order less well i know i still know people that like there's people in our local group that that's what they do is like oh i backed this latest game yeah i think my my local friend group tends to look to me as like the person who has all the games so why bother buying games and Mm. i'm like that is fair in its own regard because i do engage in a little bit of tyranny when it comes to game night because i'm just sort of like here's a game that i need to review and they're like what about this other game that you know is fun and i was like you can play it (laughs) (laughs) see the problem the the way around that is just don't go to that group very often so they can't count on you for games and then your boy's on a deadline (laughs) (laughs) you just have multiple groups that's why in the before times, you know. In the before it. times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean that—that's why. Like, I've—I've I've got people that they're like, I'll—I'll I'll check in and be like, hey, just want to let you know, I still plan on playing your game. I just, uh, my, my wife and 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 the stepdaughter just just did, don't play games. Yeah, I mean, I'm people are like I. Thankfully, most places have been very accommodating. Yeah. But I have been like my my game groups are fragmented. Like if I can get it played remotely, I can play it. But I'll be honest, like I have a I have an overhead camera set up over there with like you know the ability to play games remotely. I can do probably one of those every couple of days. Mm. And if I do it, I get exhausted. Like it's just a lot of work because you not only have to play the game right, but you're also playing every everybody else's yeah because and you're having that managed by other people remotely who are like could you move this blue tile to this spot and you're like did i do it right and they're like no I'm like, yeah that's why i i got that uh i i backed that vorpal board kickstarter mm-hmm. and i keep meaning to do stuff with it and then i just don't <laughs> yeah i i tend to i tend to ask companies a little bit more if they've got like tabletopia versions of stuff or tabletop simulator not because that's the only way i'm going to review any physical copy for photography reasons but like it is helpful to get stuff played via tabletopia unless it's like is it super complicated like dominations is a lot of fun but it definitely took us an extra 45 minutes because we were playing it on tabletopia that's how it do sometimes hey i finally got the crew though hey there you go (laughs) <laughs> it was uh our store had a black friday sale and it was ten dollars and i was like well i feel like the only person that hasn't played like the only reviewer that hasn't played the crew so at ten dollars i feel like i'm kind of required to right now it's reasonable like if 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 we had been in a spot where like there were more like secret santas or like friend gatherings happening yeah. this year i think i think half of my friends would probably be getting the crew and the other <laughs> half would probably be getting abandoned all artichokes that's where <laughs> that's so, where so uh, what is what is abandoned all artichokes i have not heard oh, of yeah, heard about it oh man uh now i can start like spouting off accolades i think it was on like popular mechanics toy and game award list <laughs> game of the year like just um no emma larkins uh, it's a uh small it's a sort of entry-ish deck builder from game right it's basically uh you start off with 
oh man, a number of artichokes. I really want to say 10, and that could be wrong. And you just take a card from the market row, and you can play a card from your hand, and your goal is to draw a hand of cards with no artichokes in it. So you can either do like thinning, you can try and get rid of all the artichokes you have. You can try to do the thing where you just take as many cards as possible to try and decrease the likelihood of anyone coming up. You can try to pass your artichokes off to someone else. Oh, it's a super good like entry-ish level deck builder and the art's great comes a little cute little tin like big fan all right all right hey the th- yeah. this with this new setup i can actually flip to a view and like bring up bgg pages and show all off right. oh look at look at this yeah it's a very cute game big fan oh it's definitely that's definitely my stuff oh it's a game right game yeah oh okay 100 <laughs> yeah, game, game right fresh GameRite's been doing good work this year. Metro the Metro X remake was also good. Oh, I that that is one I haven't played, but I really want to. I saw uh, somebody's review of it, and it was, oh, it, it was it was when it was when we were doing the uh, the the punch the first punchboard parade, and somebody mm. did a video about Metro X, and I was like, ooh, because I had to watch that clip over and over again while I was editing, and I was like, I really want to play this now. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's, I, I mean, I like it a lot. Metro X is one of my favorite, like, flip and right, roll and right adjacent titles. I just like... Uh, Hard, they actually made, I think they made the Metro, the game right version of Metro X is a little, I don't want to say easier, because I thought that bias is the thing that I'm going to say next, but I think the card distribution is a little bit more friendly to players than the original Metro X is. Okay. Like, it is much more possible to get a, like, high score, whereas the original Metro X, like, coming out of like a Kazu brand is just sort of punching you in the teeth and you're like that's fine i didn't want those points anyways ah yes um as, as a person who plays arkham horror the card game i know that feeling all too well mm-hmm. yeah something like that <laughs> uh so what have you been playing recently though okay let's see here uh, i played whistle mountain uh, i know that one i, know I played that one uh what else oh that's recently? the new bezier that's in like the same yeah. universe as whistle stop yeah yeah um we had a really weird configuration of like abilities and also I think we played the game slightly wrong. So I'm hoping that the uh, next game will iron out some of the things that we were like, Oh, that was odd. Cause everyone I've talked to, I talked to like, I talked to some friends afterwards about it and I was like, this weird thing happened. And they're like, are you sure that was correct? And I'm like, I'm not sure that was correct. So we were playing it for the first time. So <laughs> you know how these things tend to do uh, castles of Tuscany. Um, that one hit the table again. One of the rare times that I've actually played the game after I've reviewed it. So that's pretty much my whole statement about it. It's a lot of, I really like it. It's just like, it's it's exactly the way, it's the exact weight of a game that I want to play where I'm like, oh, I have to do a little bit of thinking. Threw some cards at something, got a marble. And it's like, yeah, that's good. Uh, also, I'm playing. I'm going to nod my head because I've never played Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, Burgundy, I haven't played too long for me. Tuscany, though. Oh, so it's it is different enough. Okay. Yeah, it's on, it's on Tabletopia. You can play it. It's online for free. Um, What else have I been playing? Uh, I had something that was, oh, I was playing Sprawlopolis Interstate. Mm, is that the one that they just did the Kickstarter for? No, I'm thinking of... Agropolis. Agropolis, yeah. Agropolis, had a blast with. I think it's great. Sprawlopolis Interstate is also nice. It, it turns into a two-player competitive game because it has an interstate cutting across the middle of it. So you're both building smaller Sprawlopolis cities on either side. Okay. The, is that is that out or is that... I think it's out. ...in yeah. development? Yeah, I think it's out. I have... I'll be honest, I sometimes lose the thread of, like, is something out or not? Right. <laughs> and I'll just be like, I hope so. But I believe, I was. I think I was writing up, writing it up the other day, and I think I checked their site, and it is currently available. I was doing that, played Chai. Um, oh, that's an older title. It's not that old. 
old. I mean, it's new to me. 2018? Uh, <laughs> 2018, I think? There's someone There's someone on the internet, some like very bitter gamer who is now furious that you called a 2018 title older. <laughs> well, I didn't say I once, old. I said older. Which... I, once, I once called Dominion old and someone lost their mind. Oh, Dominion so is like, old and Dominion should be like, buried. Like, like, it came out in 2000, 2009, <laughs> right? Like, I was 17. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dominion is but, old and should be buried into the ground. Oh, come off it. <laughs> oh, it's got a lot of stuff. Yes, clearly. But, but yeah, no, every, everything, everything I've been fortunate that everything I've been playing has been pretty fun. Dominations was a good time. It's just a complex game. It took us about three hours to get through it, I think. Is that? I, I can't see the title from here, but just right above, it looks like you almost have Flux the board game on there. Is that? Which one? The the that stack the second from the bottom. Oh, second from the bottom. Ga- this one, Gates Amara. Uh, one below that, I think. Oh, this one, Dominations. Oh, okay. So Gates. Okay, it was the Gates of Amara one. Okay, just yeah. the way that 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 when zoomed out from this year, it was like that almost looks like Flux the board game, and that was definitely <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> that was yeah. No, Gates Amara is Wizkid's new title. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's. Is that the? That's not one of the magic based ones, is it? Yeah, Magic the Gathering based yeah. ones. Yeah. Or- because I know WizKids is doing some of the, or maybe it was I saw that and it just reminded me of some of their their Magic the Gathering based titles. Yeah, maybe I was playing uh, Super Skill Pinball 4K. Oh, I still need to play that. It's I, it's heady, but it's fun. Like it, it very much is like ah yes, this has accurately simulated a pinball. It's it's sort of like you know how Flam Rouge, you're like ah yeah. yes, this accurately simulated a bicycle race, and then it comes down to do I like bicycle races or not? Yep. This uh, super skill pin, super skill pinball 4K comes down to ah, do I like pinball or not? And I like pinball, so I'm like, ah, yes, this is a fairly accurate representation of pinball as a like roll and write game. And I like pinball, so that scans. Yeah, it's just hard to teach remotely. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't seen a lot of play because it's sort of like ah, yes. So what happens is I'm going to roll this die. You're going to move this ball. The bumpers are going to be into play, but if you hit a bumper, it moves you here. But the red die is going to send you back up this way. But then also, if you get a yellow value, you can go this way. And they're like. Please stop, sir. My <laughs> or rather, more accurately, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> now you're at the the Pizza Hut, and then you're at the Taco Combination Bell. Pizza Hut <laughs> uh, uh, I've been I've been taking it old school, um, mm-hmm. and and by that I, I at least mean a game that's 25 years old, at least. Uh, okay, I was about to ask how much, how much Dominion have you played? Because it sounds like you love it. <laughs> uh, Catan is actually what I'm talking about. Um, so, so some backstory, my wife loves playing Catan and in the past we had mainly been playing it on the app just cause it's mm-hmm. great. Like she can sit on the couch, I can sit in my chair and we pull up our separate tablets and play. It's great. Especially cause you could play two player and have two AI and it doesn't. Oh, really f- okay. I was, I was going to ask how you were playing. I was like, are you playing with that two player variant? Cause the two player variant is actually surprisingly fun. Uh, so I'll get to that. So I was in, I was in uh, a store up the road a little bit. And I saw all the game genic official Catan stuff. And my wife's like me where we like, um, you know, like fleshing out our games with like, you know, inserts and tokens and all sorts of stuff. So I showed her that and she's like, oh, now I really want to play the physical version of Catan again. Well, it was like a week later that Target did their like half off, like everything Catan related. Mm-hmm. So I was at the store with her and I was like, okay, look, cause she's like, oh, look, they have the Catan expansions on sale. We haven't, we, have, we don't have any of those. And I said, I said, I got to stop you right there. And I said, um, here's the problem. We have the previous version of Settlers of Catan 
not Catan, like the one, the box that 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 sits sideways right. and says Settlers of Catan, the Mayfair, the last Mayfair one. Yeah. Um, and I was like, so, so um, we can get we can get all the expansions, but all the expansions have a new kind of different graphic design. It's not completely different. It's just modified enough that it's going to bother the crap out of me that it's not as similar to our Catan version. So if we're going to yeah, get the, the hmm, the Carcassonne problem, yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, so if we're going to get these expansions, we're going to have to rebuy Catan, which it is half off, so now would be the time to do it. <laughs> so Just you wait till they make a sixth edition. Ooh. Well, they'd have to make new expansions and stuff first, because we got everything. <laughs> but, don't worry, that's never going to happen. Yeah, but we got, well, we have plenty of Catan for now. <laughs> that's Because uh, we ended up getting, like, they only had three of the expansions and we ended up waiting until like a week ago where they did their, they actually got like a, you get saved $40 if you spend $40 or more uh target thing. And it was like, Hey, we can get seafarers now. Cause they didn't have seafarers. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. So, but, uh, but we had played the two player variant cause it was like, Oh, there's not official stuff. Uh, um, there's not official stuff for, for two players, except for that, like not in the box. Um, right. You look up the variant, and uh, then like I didn't like some of it, so I kind of like took some pieces from a couple of different things and kind of made mm-hmm. our own two version pl- one. Sure. Where it was uh, like I took one of the variants, which was uh, you start with three settlements and play to fifteen points instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, but we did do the the what was recommended in the official one, which is like rolling twice, and you have to roll different each time. So that you right. you substitute the generating more resources. Uh, oh. I just don't like the the tokens piece that they add, where um, you get to, you get these these trade tokens, and you can either spend them to move the robber or spend them to like force a trade between your opponents. Oh, interesting. That is not the variant I played with. Yeah, like the this one is like you start with like five tokens, and then you get more tokens by playing. Um, by playing settlements in certain areas, like one of them is if you play them on a shore that doesn't have a harbor, you can get like two tokens or something like that. Um, That's much more complicated. Yeah, ours was like smaller board space. So you only play with like, I think you, like the board's kind of like a long, it's like a three by five as opposed to like a like five by five like hex yeah. thing or whatever. Uh, you had start. you have fewer settlements and roads in your i think you have fewer settlement cities and roads in your like stockpile and then other than that you play normally and then the trading mechanic isn't fixed but why would i trade with my opponent like yeah. if it's just us i'm like i don't like they look at me and they're like do you want i was like no trade that you can offer me i will accept unless it is strictly better for me than it is for you and they're like and i'm like welcome to unbounded trading mechanics <laughs> <laughs> me yeah that's just how it is now, uh, we, my wife doesn't like it when I'm overly competitive in games, so we definitely don't. It, but it is like that end game. Like, the first half of the game, we're definitely trading. But by the time that, like, cities are starting to roll out, it's like, nah, I'm not, I, 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 nah, not going to trade with you. Yeah, I, I just... I, I, I think what happened was I, I had a, the, the last game of Catan I played, one of my uh, players didn't realize it was a competitive game. Somehow she had thought it was a cooperative game. So when my third player would just ask her for resources, she'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, here. <laughs> 
And so I'm just like, I have an ongoing rule, which is never tell someone what to do on their turn. Yeah. Like, just kind of like, don't bother. And so I'm sitting there just watching her just basically be like, oh, yeah, you can have all of my resources because we're on the same team. And I'm like, God, I hate this training mechanic. <laughs> like, it comes down to like, like, do you like the dice? Yes or no? Doesn't matter. I really just don't like the trading mechanic. And if you like, if you had some rules around what trading was acceptable, that would be fine. You ever played Volcano Catan? No. You flip over the desert tile, use it as a volcano. So what happens is if you settle on the um, volcano, you get a gold. Uh, it, if I think at certain points, if the volcano's number is rolled, you get a gold, but the volcano erupts. And then you roll dice to determine which which ha- which side of the X oh, the okay. goes down. If there's a road there, it's gone. If right. there's a city if there's a settlement there it's gone if there's a city there it burns down to a settlement little risk reward in your katan (laughs) we tried it it was fun fun enough uh by the way there's a there's a why me bot in the chat that says if i would read this that would be cool so i have to kind of you know i don't usually uh, tend to bots but uh but the, the the fun fact is now now that we've played the regular version now we have like all these expansions to play and it's like the choice of like, what do I add in? And you know, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons. So when I was first getting into board games and I bought a game, I would buy all of its expansions. And then I realized that just gave me like really wild choice paralysis. Oh yeah. Cause I'd be like, Oh, like we have seven wonders. Do we add in cities, leaders, Babel, Armada, the extra tiles that I bought <laughs> online, that one leader card that lets you play a card for free. Uh, too much. I mean, it's it's like it's like trying to play with every Carcassonne expansion. Yeah. One, you have to find every Carcassonne expansion, and there's like at least three Carcassonne expansions that are only distributed inside of a like Denny's in Norway. <laughs> I love that. I love that explanation because yes, it does seem that way. There's there's one there's one Carcassonne expansion that like the designer has never announced, will never share with anybody, and only plays so that he alone has all the Carcassonne expansions. Yeah. Just like, yeah, the ult, the ultimate game. I don't like. I saw there was one that was like, oh yes, this was this was a promo given out in a German magazine in two thousand and seven. Like, <laughs> and you know there okay. are people on BGG like trying to get that promo. Yeah, like, like don't get me wrong. I used to be a hawk for those sort of things. I do own a like a like catapult, the Carcassonne catapult expansion. Ah, didn't they have like actual working catapults on them? Yeah, it, it sucks. I love it. <laughs> It is it is the Sonic the Hedgehog of of Carcassonne expansion, <laughs> like the original <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, like the original movie version. Uh, it, it's best experienced while intoxicated. I think is probably the like long long and short way to describe it. That explains a lot. It's very bad. I love it. <laughs> I've heard from some good sources that it is not. It is it is unlikely to get a reprint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that breaks my heart, but that scans. So if you look at like the new, if you look at the new Carcassonne ones, I think they they go like, yeah, we've got expansion one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, and ten. And you're like, what about? No, that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they even have like mul- like they have the big box, and then they have like multiple big boxes where it's like, oh, this is number oh, two, yeah. this is number three, mm-hmm. and then they have the new big boxes because of the. <sighs> Tracking rights changes for a lot of these games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it went from Z-Man to Rio Grande or vice versa. Now, I think it was Rio. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, um, you know, Love Letter. Yeah. So Love Letter was AG for a while. I think it's Z-Man. Are you familiar with Lost Legacy? Yes. I've never played it, but I know it. A lot of fun. I have no idea who owns it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've checked AEG's site, nothing. I've checked Z-Man's site, nothing. And I'm like, well, I guess it's gone then. <laughs> so, so Philip, um, yep. not not we haven't had enough time to play uh, any digital board games, but uh, you had some digital games not. of your own. Yes, yes. Uh, we uh, we went on another uh, uh, Steam sale bender, and uh, so I picked up. Um, uh, I picked up like Doom Eternal. Um, I picked up this game called Drone Swarm. It's kind of you. You. This is some weird futuristic thing. Uh, the planet's been overrun, but um, uh, apparently there's also psychics, human psychics, yeah. and thirty-two thousand of them volunteered to put themselves into a weird stasis to control this drone fleet that protects yeah, this mothership that you're in. Oh, it's like the God Emperor from Warhammer 40k. Or like, yeah. You ever played Battle Tanks? (laughs) That game made no sense. It was basically like, I think it was something like a plague wiped out most of the world's women and the ones who survived had like superpowers and so there were all these like tank wars over them and I was like, like even young me, I was like, is this is this some weird misogyny? And they're like, hot maybe. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> but the tank powers were cool. And I was also <laughs> eight, so like, you know, you, you yeah, can't we, you can't expect me to do some hard hitting video game criticism until I'm at least nine. <laughs> uh, so we we also picked up. Uh, Destiny and a bunch of those expansions. Destiny 2, excuse me. Destiny 2. Um, what else did I pick up? I picked up a bunch of single player stuff too, just because um, I learned. I'm just going to keep chanting Hades. Hades, Hades. <laughs> I learned that I have to do that because uh, our internet went out, and uh, this was months ago. Our internet out went out for like three days. Mm. And. Apparently, there's a setting hidden in all of like the the things, which is it's just a simple checkbox says allow offline play. Oof. Yeah, the in, yeah. in Steam. It, it, oh, in Steam, in Epic, in yeah. GOG, in all that stuff. Yeah, you can't click the button unless you're online. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll teach you. Yeah, so that was yeah. As soon as the internet came back, I downloaded everything. I have Magic: The Gathering Online 2014 downloaded. I'm never gonna play it. <laughs> you might. I'm just, it's just. I mean, you you're not wrong. I might just because I said it. But it's it's I, there. It's downloaded. It's but yeah. But that's what we've been occupying our time with uh, um, d- every night. Oh, that ain't bad. I've been playing. I've been playing a fair bit of every video night. games recently. Some good ones and then some fine ones. The fine ones. I've just been yeah. playing. Uh, uh, video game wise, it just been playing uh, Pokemon Sword because I never finished that. I think I'm gonna get Pokemon Home, upload all my Pokemon to it, and then just start fresh at some point. Like I really want to start fresh and be like, I made a bunch of mistakes in Pokemon Sword. All of them where I didn't have a fire type. <laughs> no spoilers about the game. Just I didn't have a fire type, and that really messed me up later on. But like, yeah, I, I always pick the fire starter, so I never have that problem. I got I got Sobble. I was like, this this lizard is sad, and I. Really <laughs> um, no, I was I've been playing uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, that new uh, Ubisoft game. Mm-hmm. I have I, seen stuff about that. Yeah. Yeah, I frequently refer to it as the "Is Pepsi Okay?" of Breath of the Wild. Like. <laughs> Like, at some level, like, that is what it is. Like, you're playing it, and you're like, yeah. Like, every time I pick this up, I'm like, ah, I could be playing Breath of the Wild. But this is fine. There are definitely some parts where I'm just like, ah, this isn't a puzzle. It's just not fun. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got Breath of the Wild. Not for me, but for my wife who's been wanting to play it. Um, And it was one of those, like, we we just refused to pay full price for it, and it just never went on sale. And then finally, like, Walmart had it down to, like, 45. It was like, close enough! (laughs) 
Yeah, Nintendo games traditionally do not go on sale. Well, I know. I was just, it was one of those we were waiting for something, but like, we were waiting for like maybe a deal or something, like not, not like them discounting it, but maybe like a promo. But the promos always say excludes Nintendo titles. Absolutely. Because Nintendo's just like, Nintendo is sitting on a pile of money being like, we literally cannot keep Nintendo Switches in stock. And someone's like, please, sir, a discount on Nintendo (laughs) Switch. And they're like, that's cute. No. <laughs> no, I I I played some I played I played probably three truly great game video games this year. So I played the new Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS5. Loved it. Super huge fan of super huge fan of it. Just think like I I loved the original Spider-Man for the PS4. I think the Miles Morales game like iterates on the original formula. It looks great. It plays great. It's just, so do you have a PS5 that you're playing it on? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a tiny bit neurotic, and so I tend to thrive in situations like, can you stay up all night to order a console? Ah. Yeah. Um, what else have I been up to? Spiritfarer for the Switch indie game about death. Loved it. I haven't heard about that one. Uh, it's really good. You play Estella, the new Spiritfarer. Her job is to basically go in this, like, limbo world and pick up spirits, invite them onto her ship cook for them hang out with them become (laughs) friends with them help them overcome like some like big emotional thing and then ultimately she will take them to the everdoor and they will leave forever for the next life and you're just like is this game gonna be sad and the game's like extremely (laughs) (laughs) i'm sensing a theme here (laughs) and then uh hades has been my like real big real big play yeah i keep hearing about hades but i just haven't i haven't pulled the trick i I have so many other stuff to play that I'm just like, cause like I, uh, I just got the original Spider-Man on PS4, like two That's months good. ago. Love it. So I'm still working my way through that. Yeah. I put 105 hours into Hades and I stopped playing it maybe like a month ago. So I was just like, I was barreling through it for like two months there. So good. It, it, it and spirit fair are definitely like my two big contenders for game of the year. Although my honorable mention is definitely uh, miles Morales. <laughs> just it's really good for video games yeah like i mean i really enjoyed animal crossing it's you know a lot of people have been playing animal crossing <laughs> and the, there's like a resurgent because now they have like all the the winter stuff which mm, i yeah. never really did much in the summer stuff <laughs> nintendo's been doing a good job keeping um content like i think nintendo really here in video a lot of video games could learn from this and a lot of board games even could learn from this but just like a like a quick every so often repetition of like some small content updates has yeah. been a really good way to keep people highly engaged, especially on titles that you like. If this is your like primary thing, because you could even see like things like Catan doing this, right? Like Catan is their big thing, but if they are like, oh hey, you know, it's winter, like we're gonna offer like a winter promo for Catan for like you know a small amount, like a small amount of money that could get people to be like, oh, I kind of want this. It's cute, like you know, like they did with the Carcassonne things outside of the back of a Denny's, yeah. like. Or like uh, what uh, Welcome 2 did that. I mean, they did it all at once, but... Yeah, but you can imagine Welcome 2 doing that on like a rolling basis. Right. I'd be like, sure, I'll buy some festive packs. Like, I'll buy a summer pack. I'll buy an Easter pack. I'll buy like, you know, like L L and their cryptids pack. Yeah. Like Like all those holiday munchkin booster packs. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. (laughs) I mean, like distributed at the right frequency and targeted to the right folks, you could really see that being a like big win. Because I feel like there's still, I feel like the industry has not really like localized the right way to do promos at Mm -hmm. scale consistently right because 
like there's the occasional stuff like you know big big media folks kickstarters you can get a lot of promos that way and people are like yeah that's 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 like perfectly reasonable way there's things like renegade did a box that you could buy from them that had a bunch of promos for all their games including a bunch that several of us didn't have and so you're like yeah there's the brett spiel advent calendar which is very popular but has you know oh yeah 24 24 promos 23 of which are for games you don't have yep and it's like bgg will sell you some promos if they're in stock which also sometimes works but i don't know i think the biggest way i get promos is uh the game trade magazines because they're free at the game shop and so i pick them up and put them in the bathroom right and then the the, the promos in there and i just i shove them in a box and whenever i do giveaways i'll just throw extra stuff in there <laughs> yeah that's fair i think most of my promos i get at conventions because that I'll too be like, yeah oh yeah let me while i'm here like that's the easiest place for me to get a bunch of them right is that like i'm like i don't have to go track them down i don't have to be you know in a dark alley near a norwegian denny's being like hey buddy you got any carcassonne promos <laughs> I apologize if there, are no, if there are no Denny's in Norway. I am not very good with my like brand geography. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's 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 enough rambling in there. Uh uh <laughs> let's uh let's get to some some let's actually get to a, a game show. How how's that sound? Sure. I mean I'm here the whole time, so yeah. So uh before we get to that, Phil, why should people go back our Kickstarter? Or our not Kickstarter, you got me talking about Kickstarter, uh, our Patreon. Uh, th- we have a Kickstarter? only fans yeah yeah that one uh you joke but that'll come back later <laughs> yes so wait what oh that's right i remember that i remember that i know where that's going uh, uh uh i'm sorry what was the question why should people back our patreon uh they should back our patreon because um uh i'm not gonna say that we're like best board game podcast talk show around well you can say that say we that we own the domain boardgamepodcast.com that is a hundred percent fact we uh <laughs> That is a 100% fact. Um, Also, you can get pre-show shenanigans, post-show shenanigans. Uh, There's a live play of uh, an RPG happening, and you don't get access to that if you're not uh, subscribed to the Patreon. It's very great. Um, I yep. play. I play the captain of a ship, and he's a cat. So um, you can already tell everything's going downhill from me being in charge. Yeah, it's it's uh, Firefly, but with cats. And the first episode's actually out now. I promised it'd be out in November. It did get put out in November, even though it was the last day of November. Still counts. Still counts. Um, but yeah, the we uh, thank you to everyone that's that's supported us so far on Patreon. Uh, we've been able to do a bunch of, of cool stuff like, uh, let's see, what is camera show? Yeah, like you can't see it and it looks really terrible, but like I've got a whole bunch of studio upgrades in here now uh, and cool things that I can do. Um, and that was only made possible thanks to that little extra benefit to pick up on on uh, Amazon with that little extra cash from Patreon, which I think, Philip, the next step is we got to we gotta work on you a video set, you know, so we can actually get uh, you on camera. <laughs> I mean, I just... I, I don't even know if people I mean people do people really want to see this they've seen it before <laughs> the patreon numbers go down afterwards like this is exactly. not what we signed up I for mean, like let's let's not scare people away so uh, even if you back at one dollar you still get everything uh, all the stuff that he mentioned um, so go do that and with that it is time for uh, Chris's attempt at a oh, game yeah. show oh, yeah. um, oh. Okay. Oh, wrong, wrong button. I mean, I'm calling this game show Board Game The News. So, okay. 
Sure. So since we didn't have a new segment, uh, I thought I would play around with it some. So what I've done is I have five categories here that are each one's related to a story that's been the past couple of weeks. Um, and then there's going to be a board game related ish question at the end. So um, I, here are your categories. So like I said, five categories. We'll look, you know, you get to, we'll bounce back and forth. People can pick a category. You'll both answer each category, but who's picking the category will change. Uh, so here are your categories. Uh, Kentucky's finest Colonel wonder where I'll watch it. Mando. I want the one only fans will get this one. And heads, heads or ducktails. So, mm-hmm. uh, Eric, I will throw it to you since you're our guest. Pick a category. Break my heart. Do the ducktails one. Ducktails. Okay. So, uh, I need to go here and I need to click. Such a bad mood about this. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. Oh, the answers are just on the screen. Uh, no, that. Yeah, they were. No, stop Eric, it. Print Not screen, that. Print screen. Print screen. Go. 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 Uh, it's too late. I'm still in the Discord, so I'm just like, what? Ah, too many buttons now. Yeah, Chris, you got way. What, yeah. What's going on there? So bro? I was trying to like actually show up the the stuff there, but it wasn't. It was not working. So all right, uh, Ducktales. Here we go. All right, from Gizmodo, and I will have these links in the show notes if people are cared. Disney has announced that the third season of the rebooted version of DuckTales will be its last season. The season, and thus the series finale, will air in 2021. But here's your question. In 1989, Milton Bradley came out with a DuckTales board game. The game, which has a 4.6 average rating on BGG, came with seven character pieces, how many of these characters can you name? And we will go back and forth and you'll get one point per character until I feel like we've we've extended this torture long enough. Uh, for help, here's the first paragraph of the BGG page with like the, the names redacted. Blank and his blank are after a tropical island treasure, but blank, blank, and blank are after them. Can they escape to the helicopter with the gold? So, all right, I'm just, I'm just throwing out here. You, you know, I was born in 1992, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Just getting All right. salty. All right. Um, Philip, are you, uh, are you are you keeping score? Uh, I can. Okay. Am I going first then? Yes. All right. I'll take the low-hanging fruit. Scrooge McDuck. All right. Yes. That's There you go. Philip? Donald Duck. <laughs> wrong already. <laughs> Maybe wrong already. He was definitely in DuckTales. Okay. Oh, he's but definitely he's... in DuckTales, but he's in the, is he in this game? He is not oh, in this game. He in that board game. Okay. Well, no. um, Huey Duck. Yep. That's another one. Dewey Duck. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Okay. Louie Duck. Yeah, and and there's all the easy ones. Mm-hmm. I could have been Turbo. <laughs> 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 all right, you got three left. I will give you a hint. The rest of these are baddies. Oh no, yeah. And Philip, it's your guess. Oh, it's my. Oh, um. Uh, I promise this is the hardest question. There were bad guys in this show. I mean, that's. Oh yeah. I uh, I remember they were just like ducks and shenanigans. But who caused uh, the shenanigans? Yeah. Yeah, the nephews. I mean, that's, that's fair. And hey to Zach D in the chat. Uh, I. <laughs> you giving up? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to pass. I got I got nothing. All right. All right, Eric, you got any other ones? Flint Heart Glongold. Flint Heart is one of them. Now, you what? just, you can keep going, Eric. Okay, you want me to keep going? Yeah. Uh, Mob Eagle. Nope. Magic of Dispel. Yep. Uh, uh, I want to say, so this, I know this is wrong. So let me try uh, John D. Rocker Duck. Nope. Uh, Goldie? Nope. All right. She, yeah, she's she's more of a 
Deuteragonist. All right. Uh, well, you're already getting a huge. Didn't didn't Scrooge have like a a, a like rival rich guy part. mogul? Yeah, oh, that's the goal. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, you're already getting a huge lead over Philip, so uh, you were close. It was Big Time Beagle was the other one. Oh, okay, yeah. That's uh, my fault for not knowing the names of the entire Beagle family. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect I, I didn't expect much after the, the primary four. I thought maybe Magic of Dispel, but... All right, Philip, let's throw it over to you. So ha- that is one category down. You've got... Uh, do you need me to reread the categories? Uh, yeah, because I did. Kentucky's Finest Colonel... Wonder where I'll watch it. Man, do I want one. And OnlyFans will get this one. Uh, let's go with OnlyFans. Okay. So, uh, from Gizmodo, uh, OnlyFans is billed as a subscription-based social media platform. But, you know, everyone everyone knows it's gotten a reputation for uh, being a place where people can subscribe and get NSFW content from their favorite creators. But there was a story Spicy. that... Hmm? Spicy. Yeah, spicy. That's what there was uh, from their favorite accountants. That's that's the way it is. Accountants, yes. Yeah. Spicy content from accountants. Uh, there was a news story though that came out that the platform has been doing pretty well in 2020 with estimates that the site pays out about 200 million each month to its creators as a whole. Like they're estimating that the co- the company will have seen like uh, uh, 400 million, I think, in in revenue for for like the cut that it takes this year. So uh, a lot of money there. It's only so. Here's your question, though. <clears throat> Bristol fans is listed on Board Game Geek as a popular variation of the classic set of card games that it says known as Patience, but most people just call it Solitaire. So, but th- what your question is is what year does BGG give as the release date? for patience and the closest overall wins so is this showcase showdown rules where it's closest not exceeding or is it just like no i the i think the rest of these are going to be closest without going over but this is just closest in general okay i always have to ask if it's showcase showdown rules. yep so philip first what's the what's the release date that they give for basically solitaire for solitaire mm-hmm. it's listed uh, on there the official listing is patience but it's you know, solitaire. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to go with, so I'm going to go with something in like the well, card game. Card. I'm going to go really off the wall. I'm going to say something in like the 1600s. Okay. You want to pick an, an actual, uh, let's go 1693. All right. All right, Eric. 1694. <laughs> 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 I was going to ask if you want me to pick higher or lower. (laughs) Oh, Philip, you're going to hate this one. Uh, The actual release date for for, uh, Patience is 1783. Woo! What the (laughs) shit? Really? Yeah. So you were you would have been pretty close. I yeah, I was I mean I was just thinking like oh it's it's a card game. That stuff is Yeah, no idea yeah, was, no idea where I, they pull that out of, but I uh. was gonna say earlier I was gonna say earlier than you unless you said something before seventeen hundred. Because <laughs> wow. I was like Nintendo's pushing Hanafuda cards in the late eighteen hundreds. So that mm-hmm. means the cards had to be enough of a thing by then and I'm like, eh, we'll, we'll fudge it from there. Yeah. Well I mean all these like Western poker movies, so those are eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like exactly. All right, Eric, it's it's back to you. We got uh, Kentucky's finest colonel. Wonder where I'll watch it, and man, do I want one! I gotta give my uh, give my regards to Mario Lopez and go for Kentucky's <laughs> finest colonel. <laughs> I'm uh, all right. 
Yeah. Uh, in this story, nothing else says 2020 like the phrase, KFC is making a Lifetime movie, yet there is a trailer out for A Recipe for Seduction, a 15-minute Lifetime mini-movie airing December 13th featuring Mario Lopez as Colonel Harlan Sanders, a new chef who falls for a rich heiress. Good. So, here's the question, though. If you look on Amazon... There is a KFC branded Trivial Pursuit game, um, and I yes, I will have this the link to it in the show notes. I want to know how much do, would it cost you to buy this board game? And this one we are doing prices right rules closest without going over. Okay. So, Eric, how much on Amazon is the KFC Trivial Pursuit game? Twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. I'm chuckling because I'm expecting Philip to go like thirty dollars even. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Philip. I would respect that. <laughs> K- KFC branded. Mm-hmm. This is an and official. On, it's an official. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with $49.99. $49.99. Okay. I would have gone for that dollar. <laughs> that <laughs> He would have been wrong. The actual <laughs> retail price of the KFC Trail Pursuit game as listed on Amazon, $98.78. Okay, so it's out of print. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was like, is this, it's like, is it current? Because if it's current, and this isn't this this isn't yeah. like it. It had like under the 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 seller, it said KFC. So yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Philip gets one point. Give him a break. <laughs> one point. All right. Me craving points. <laughs> All right, Philip. And with that, the the board is back to you. We got. All right, uh, let's go with. Uh, let's go with uh, Mando. All right, uh, Mando. I want one. So of course, um, this was going to be a hard right because obviously Mandalorians become like a big thing for a lot of people, including myself. Uh, like I consider it the best iteration of Star Wars to date. What, um, what's become a big thing? Like the Mandalorian. What are we talking about here? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The what? Yeah. What? But the hard part is writing a question that doesn't give away spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like... So, the, the, there's no... Just do, a spo- season, just do a season one question. There's no spoilers. That's still a spoiler. Uh, no spoilers in this one, but uh, you just all need to uh, catch up on it if you haven't seen it yet. But here's your question. So, Nerf has made an official toy blaster version of Mando's signature weapon, that big, huge, like, forked thing at the end gun. All right. $120 to get this bad boy. However, some of the, the sites that were talking about this, they were claiming, so this isn't an official claim, but some are claiming it is the longest Nerf blaster ever made. So I want to know, again, closest without going over, how long is this blaster in inches? Inches, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> see, I own the other two longest Nerf blasters ever made. <laughs> um, this, so the, you put that one together... And that's about, I'm going to say this thing is 48 inches. 48 inches. Okay. Eric? Uh, that was my exact pivot point. I was like, <laughs> if he says 48, I'm not going to go through. If he says 49, I'm going lower. And I was like, uh, uh, one inch, Bob. One inch. Okay. The, the actual length of the Nerf Blaster is 50.25 inches. That's yeah, how... I wasn't going to go 49. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that that is a well over four foot long Nerf blaster. Yeah, I was trying to think of how long it would be because I was like, well, if it's the size of a child, it's probably like yeah. four inch <laughs> feet, and that's how I settled on forty eight as my like right number. But yeah, yeah, it 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 looks pretty sweet. Like it's even got like this like cocking. It takes actual Nerf darts. Like this isn't a. Um, some weird dart looking thing. Like it takes the legit Nerf darts. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it was like the the website. It was like this would be completely pr- impractical in a uh, actual Nerf fight because it's just a single shot loaded one. Um, yeah, you're, it's 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 seventeen it's seventeen eighty nine, and you're firing your musket. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and and also that Nerf didn't give any stats for like how long it shot. So like the barrel is is. is not practical. It's just for effect to make it look that long. We don't know what the actual effect or but. like where the air chamber is. Yeah, the yeah. air chamber is probably six inches away from the front of it. Yeah, but uh, I saw it though, and it's you know it's got like the standard the Nerf paint job on, like or sort of looking paint job. But I saw that compared with like the actual picture, and I'm like, you know, with some detailed paint work, you can make it look just like. <laughs> Like, I know people that would do that. (laughs) So I threw that one in for you, Philip. I figured you would appreciate that one. Nice. So here's your last question. Wonder where I'll watch it. And that is recently Warner Brothers announced that Wonder Woman 1984, the DC Comics movie that was originally supposed to release in in summer 2020, will now be releasing on Christmas, both in theaters and on HBO Max, their streaming service. So Mm. that's what I'll be doing instead of visiting my family on Christmas. I'll just be watching Christopher Nolan rage tweet about it. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> uh, that and watching AMC get pissed of the fact that they decided, yeah, we're just going to release all our 21 movies in, <laughs> on HBO Max. I mean, maybe if Tenet hadn't been so mumbly, people would want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that and the fact that like people are like, wait, Tenet came out? Yeah. But we're not going to see it. But here's your question. If you want to play as Wonder Woman, you can in the Funkoverse strategy game by buying the, uh, it's labeled as the DC Comics 102 pack. So it's a two pack of figures. One of these figures is Wonder Woman, who is the other character that comes in the pack. So the answers, uh-huh. hmm? Are, are, we, are we both guessing something? You're bo- you're bo- you, uh, you'll both guess, but you could guess the same answer if you wanted to. Uh-huh. Uh, I got you, you got options here, just in case you didn't know. Uh, so A, You've got Wonder Girl, a.k.a. Donna Troy. B, you got Steve Trevor. And C, you have the cheetah. So, Eric, who is it? I'm going to go cheetah. Okay. Philip, what are you uh, thinking? I'm going to go with Steve. All right. Well, the answer, you should have gone with Eric. He knows what he's talking about. It is the cheetah. <laughs> uh. I, was like, I was like, I remember seeing that pack. I wasn't <laughs> sure. Like, I even went to your website to see which set no, you reviewed. Huh? No, I haven't reviewed it. Yeah. Because I want. I, I was like, uh. It. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've played the uh, Harry Potter one and the Golden Girls one, and I have the Kool-Aid Man one. Yes. How can you not? It's a good one. So I don't really yeah. have to look at the notes to see that I, I think uh, I think Eric ran away with that one. Eric, it, it was a it was a three to two, Eric. But you didn't count all the individual points for the... Uh... Oh, no, I didn't count the DuckTales <laughs> one because he, he got yeah, the whole category. Yeah, the DuckTales one would have been a little unfair. <laughs> so there you go. That was uh, Board Game the News. Woohoo. That's what they get for canceling a show that I like. Yeah, that was rough, too. That's probably the most work I've ever put into one of these game shows. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's going to wrap us up. Philip, you can roll that, that beautiful beam footage. Sorry, I had to scroll. All right, that uh, wraps up this week's episode, everybody. If you want to watch this show live, 
We record every other um, whenever we broadcast that we're recording. Uh, you can find that on boardsandswords.com uh, slash live. It's got our schedule. It's got a link to all of our live streaming. Live streaming. Yeah, live streaming. That too. Uh, all of our channels. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you like this show, you, you got to check out boardsandswords.com to see our other show, The Dirtbags of Holding. Uh, that's where we take amazing RPGs that uh, creators and companies put their hearts and souls into and completely wreck them for your enjoyment. All right. Uh, also, make sure to uh, check out Eric's website, what's ericplaying.com, right? What's yeah. ericplaying.com. But if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's what's eplaying. Yeah. Er, yeah. So if you want to send us email, comments and questions, feedback at boardsandswords.com. Uh, we're also on social media, facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod. It's our official Facebook page. And uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at boardsandswords and boardsandswordschris on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as PhilTheDirtBag. All right. Uh, this podcast is also part of Punchboard Media. So is Eric. Uh, for other great gate, for other great gaming podcasts, videos, blogs, check out punchboardmedia.com. And then uh, once again, check out patreon.com slash boards and swords to help the show. And we'll be back in roughly two weeks uh, with another show. Thanks everyone for listening. And in the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story and uh, I need to label this one uh, not hybrid theory. <laughs> Once again, you could just like... Okay, it's, it's over. got six seconds left. <laughs>